All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Boxed Wine in Witchcraft. We come to you this time getting ready for Ostara. And we have a special guest with me today. You've probably seen Holly on at least one of our YouTube videos. Was it Ostara last year you did for us? Um, it was either Embokal or Ostara. Yeah, I think, I think it, so. It was right around this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So deja vu. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you are well-versed in this topic. Because what do you teach, ma'am? Well... I teach, I teach literature and um, my heart is mythology, comparative mythology and Celtic mythology. And sort of over the years, um, I've done more and more research and quite frankly, I'm a nerd, so I'm always learning. And it's sort of all connected because I'm really um, I'm of Celtic and Bohemian, um, her, you know, um, that's, that is, those are my people. So, uh, it just makes sense to connect it. I've been um, a solitary practitioner for probably 35 years, most of my life. Feels like ever, right? Yeah, even when I was a little kid, I knew. And so did, unfortunately, a lot of my family. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just sort of, you know, it's like uh, on all of our journeys, you add to your practice. And it's been um, really, really very fruitful to add that Celtic element as well. So... So you understand the whole self-teaching, self-learning. Yeah, definitely. For probably a lot of our listeners, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Right. So you, you come today bringing us all the knowledge. Maybe not all, because yeah. it's, it's a I'm smaller podcast. <laughs> right? We, we can't right. keep everybody up all night. Right, exactly. Um, about <laughs> Ostara. So what exactly is Ostara? So Ostara is um, uh, considered, it's one of the, it's a pagan holiday. It's... Um, but it also has its roots in um, the Celtic uh, world as well. It's definitely the spring equinox or vernal equinox. Um, this year it will happen. It usually happens it's somewhere in between the 20th and the 22nd of March. This year it's on Sunday, March 20th. And it's really the turning of the, um, the year when the light is in perfect balance. So we have equal parts of of day and equal parts of night and it's at that exact time when after that the sun has won the light has won and we and overtaken the darkness and to some degree um what what started um at yule the which was kind of an ending um and what was going on in in bulk where this you know the light was just starting to come back and life is reuniting the Celts believe that the you know, the goddess was, Bridget was uh, waking up at that time and sort of taking the torch of life from the old winter's hag, Kaliak. And so now it's coming into more fruition. So as the light, we know, I don't know about you, but this time of the year is so dreary and you get that warm, just a breeze in the air and that light as you start to notice it's starting to come back. And it's like, finally, there's some hope for rebirth and regeneration. So that's really the themes of Ostara. Obviously, um, it uh, is related to the Christian Easter. However, um, uh, a lot of, I think, the symbols and archetypes of, of Ostara have kind of gone in between both holidays. Um, but it's not only that perfect balance, but it's a time really for us to think about leaving what we don't need in the past, 
finding emotional, spiritual balance for ourselves, seeing that life is coming back and that, you know, we can do that too. We can grow. Um, and there's um, a lot of hope in the air, I think, at this time, which after a long winter is just so wonderful. <laughs> it is. It is. Normally, I don't mind the season so much, but yeah. I'm I'm over it. I am. I'm so done. over it this year. Yeah, so done. I like did the splits on the ice last week, and I was, you know, like I'm just tired of being cold. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I I paid money for heated electric socks. Ex- I, I hear <laughs> and, you. That's all and beautiful. rechargeable hand warmers. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Right. Uh, so you mentioned Bridget right. in part of your description right. here. So is she the only? Goddess Rose, Sarah? No, definitely not. Um, I think that, as you can tell from the name Ostara, it is really based on the goddess Eoster, who was um, of Germanic, Celtic, Anglo-Saxon heritage. Um, She was considered the uh, goddess of dawn and of light, which makes uh, part of of her name is to shine, so that makes total sense. Hmm. And I think that at this time is like, we were talking about it's really we start to notice well it's six o'clock and it's still light and there's you know the sky looks different and we're like dance oh my god there's hope we're gonna make this and if you were indigenous celtic people that really lived on you know their survival was you know looking to the seasons and the land i mean this was a time of thankfulness and gratitude and knowing Mm. that um you know at in February, March, the lambs would um, would give birth, and so they had milk that they could use to eat. They kind of done with all their salted meats, et cetera, from Samhain, mm-hmm. and you know, and the, the um, things would start to lay eggs again, you know, and so it was very connected with their survival, the land. And I just at this time, like, I just want there to be flowers. I want there to be growing things and. That's sort of, you know, uh, part of looking forward to Beltane and, you know, later yeah. later spring festivals. So. I mean, I'm not going to lie, while, while kind of getting ready for mm-hmm. this, I kept finding myself looking more for the Beltane info. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. We're only, I, I, I want the warmth. I'm like, I want a big forest party. But alas, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we have right. a couple more. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's> okay. <laughs> um, so what are, are some of the symbols most commonly? Well, Obviously, uh, the crossover of uh, the hare and the goddess and eggs, of course, and um, flor- flower buds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in Definitely, the hare has always been connected with, in Celtic mythology, with the goddess. Um, they are very, very uh, fruitful. And they can, <laughs> we had the accident of, you know, had it, having two bunnies, thought they were both girls. And alas, we had like 20 bunnies. So, oh, no. you know, it happens. <laughs> um, but they definitely, and they also are sort of nocturnal in that they, they watch the moon. And so, like, the indigenous people, Celts, um, they watched that. They knew that. And they it was completely against social norms, social, spiritual norms as well for the Druids and the Celtic people to uh, kill or eat hares because it was tied to the goddess and, mm. and to spirituality in the other world. So um, this is definitely, uh, you know, thus the bunny rabbit, et cetera. You wonder what does that have to do with, you know, right. Well, it's fertility. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what it's about. And, um, and, but wait a second, Easter bunnies don't, or, you know, 
bunnies aren't having eggs, you know, so what's that about? Where do, yeah, where did right. the, the egg come from, too? So, um, and that is really uh, a very old historical uh, archetype of, of birth, of all of the potential of life being in that, you know, in that egg. And even um, stories of, a lot of stories across uh, cultures have that symbol of the egg. I know in um, there are several stories in Indian mythology and that I, idea of that cosmic egg where basically everything, all of life is within. Mm -hmm. And um, there are some stories related to um, the goddess and how the hare wanted to give a gift to the goddess. All of the animals were you know, wanting to give a gift and the hare was very, it was the end of the winter and he was very hungry and he didn't have much to give and he had one egg left and he, you know, gave that to the goddess. And, and so there are other stories as well. Maybe sometime we can talk about those, but okay. there's a that lot of stories. That could be a stories. part two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but always um, at this time, and in Celtic myth in general, it's um, about transformation, about how energy never really ends do you know what I mean like we mm -hmm. if you look at that wheel wheel uh, um it is the wheel of life it is you look outside and when everything is winter and dead and then a snowdrop comes up and you know around Bridget's day and then suddenly you have buds and flowers and and mm -hmm. you know and it's just that's really how you know they their worldview was created because they they understood that and I think that's a really for me, it gives me a lot of peace that, you know, it's just like energy continues to flow. And I think that's a really beautiful, like at this time of the year, we all need a reminder. <laughs> right. Like For literally sure. the sun's going to come out yes, at some point. It's going to come back. We're I okay. Mean, I mean, at least here in Ohio, it seems for very yeah. short fleeing amounts exactly. of time. Exactly. Um, so let's say you want to make an altar. Right. What, what can you put on there? Well, I have lots of ideas for that. Um, <laughs> and it keeps growing and, you know, and you just went to the Tucson show, so it's growing even more. So, know. you know, like, look at all the things. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's so beautiful and I want it. But um, a lot of, for the altar ideas, I like to start with sort of what is, you know, for me, what is the theme? What am I celebrating? What am I, you know, how am I giving thanks to the natural world, to the goddess? And, Certainly the themes of this time of year are um, themes of, you know, spiritual hope and rebirth and fertility and really leaving all the things that we don't want that are dead in our, you know, in our lives behind and having the confidence and faith to go for it and you know, recreate ourselves. So for me, I like the idea of, um, I always have, can I always do use candles. So, of course, I have uh, green, yellow, sort of a lilac-y purple and white, um, white for the goddess, purple. Um, yellow is, for me, really, you know, the return of the sun. The green is the return of the earth. Mm -hmm. And I think purple is very much a pro uh, protective color, lilacs. Um, and from that, I usually always want to include something from the natural world. So if I can get my hands on any sort of flowers, I add that most definitely. So at that time, and that's one of the, really the, uh, you know, if I can find any sort of early blooms 
at that time. I know forsythia is yellow. I have a lot of that in my yard. Um, daffodils, hyacinths, uh, crocuses, violets, pussy willows along the, you know, in the country. Um, I, I just love to make that part of my ritual. And I love then, hyacinths. Oh, me too. They smell so good. They but really they're such do. a short flower. I know. I know. I know it. I'm, I really, um, I'm going to attempt to, I think, force some bulbs at some point or another, because I just love that idea. Mm. In between, like, uh, in bulk and Ostara, just to have some blooms coming. Yeah. Well, I, I do need to send an apology to the person who is in the process of buying my house, because they're going to have a uh, crap ton of hyacinths, yes. and, and if they don't like them, they're going to be tormented. Because I have tons of the blues and the purples and the pinks that will be coming up. I live a mile up. from this person. I am so going to go and harvest. <laughs> she, please, please let me harvest some of them. <laughs> if you are not a fan, sorry. Because um, And there's also like daffodils on the one side of the house. And I would oh, always look perfect. for those. That's so perfect. And I, there are some people who just don't like them. And I'm like, why? After a long... It's kind of like one of the first signs. You I know. know. It's like... Because in the Celtic world, they're a little ahead of us. And so, like, they'll have the snowdrops popping through the, the snow. And I'm like, oh, it's only. <laughs> so that's when I see, you know, if I see um, hyacinths and deft, I'm so excited. So yeah. totally excited. But um, usually on the altar, too, of course, we, you know, stones and crystals, which, um, it you know, we're both, I think, um, you know, it's acknowledgement to the earth, the beauty of, you know, what she's created and also, you know, sending out good energy to everyone around us and really creating that sacred space. So mm -hmm. um, I do the same thing with like the colors and the and the themes. So some of some of the stones that I like to include are uh, usually green, of course, which <laughs> but um, I think peridot, you know, um, is known for releasing bad habits, which makes thematically a lot of sense. Um, I really love uh, green moonstone. It's just so ethereal, and it both for me, it's a connection between the spiritual and and mm -hmm. that natural world. I don't know when I when I have one in my hand, I just feel good. So that makes me happy. <laughs> um, uh, I know that I just saw a piece of serpentine that you had today, and I was just going crazy about it. That's definitely um, good for healing past emotions, that sort of thing. Moss agate, I can't help but think forest at this point, and Beltane is coming. So, um, and then I would, for the goddess, to represent the goddess, I often use um, selenite. You have some gorgeous pieces, uh, rainbow moonstone, definitely. Um, and then the yellows, the yellows always transition to into the you know into the live and and beyond but um that's kind of just the beginning of the light stones i kind of like to look for like maybe a yellow fluorite um topaz citrine because it's it's a softer and you know it's like the pastel yellow totally not the yeah hard yellow right because then later in you know at Lytha at midsummer when the the sun is just at its glory then you know we're talking carnelians and Working sort of calcite. Yes, exactly, exactly right. So, um, I also, of course, like part of part of the celebration, and I, I couldn't like be Celtic if if I didn't celebrate in this way. Is I I love to have family and friends around me at these 
celebrations and just baking and, you know, um, whether it's drinking tea or some other wonderful libation, um, you know, <laughs> that incorporates, you know, herbs and all of this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely um, making incense. We usually we create um, a specific incense blend as well, which probably there will, I'm sure there will be some available here, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, a lot of that also goes with this idea of, like for me, uh, ladies' mantle, an offering to the goddess, uh, lemon balm, orange peel for the sun, chamomile, um, wood betony is for protection and dreaming, and um, and then if I can get my hands on any sort of like violets or early bro- like I use them also in my incense to you know as an offering as well. So. Um, and there's all sorts of things, not just the altar, but things like that you can create, mm-hmm. um, including, like I said, with the eggs, using all of it, I often, I, um, with that idea of rebirth and new life, I like to plant seeds because I'm sort of a, I love growing things sometimes it turns into a jungle midsummer but alas you know I have I always have high hopes that it's going to work out but um, uh, I if you take if you take eggs and you basically just put a little crack on the top and gently peel off the top um, you can dump the eggs into like make to save for you know an omelet or a quiche to celebrate the season with you know herbs and that sort of thing no waste right no waste and then (laughs) I like to take the eggs as obviously as a sign of fertility and and rebirth. And I'll put, um, you can put uh, uh, planting. um, Potting soil? Potting soil, thank you. (laughs) I'm blanking out. And uh, and then just put the seeds in there uh, and put them in a window. Like I often like take like a half carton. Or, or even if you're wanting to plant a lot and mm-hmm. you can put them back into a garden and put them in your windowsill and they and it's really it's just so symbolic and so wonderful I think it's for me it's um just a really easy way to make an offering and then later at Beltane around May I can usually transplant them into you know, bigger pots and maybe you know, my okay. mind's sitting there going, before you empty the egg out, mm-hmm. decorate the egg yeah, with totally. the symbols or something that representing be, some sort of spell yeah, working intention. Right. Exactly. So then as that plant is growing. Right. And then because like you're saying, the intention work is, that's wonderful because then when you actually transplant it into the earth, back into the earth, the eggs, it nourishes the roots mm-hmm. and it's really a full cycle. And I think it's such a simple it's such a simple thing, but it's really symbolic, and I think it has such good energy, um, most definitely. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I always wondered, because, you know, I um, had Catholic upbringing, yeah. and I can never understand, like, where does this egg come mm-hmm. from? With, with the you Easter know. bunny, like, what? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny, because in the pagan world, there's a lot of, a star is one of those holidays that people like to fight about because they're like, oh, we no, you know, that, that, that's not, but there's enough historical evidence that I do believe 
that definitely from like the language, a lot of um, archeologists look at the language to see if you can't find specific artifacts of the peoples like, or the goddesses, there's enough mention of it. There's enough uh, of Eoster and there's just the, the cognates of the language because there were other throughout, um, throughout Europe, there were other like um, in Rome, it was Aurora and Greek Eos. And I think that they're all cognates. And so there's a lot of evidence that she did indeed exist with the orig original Celtic peoples, um, Anglo, you know, Anglo-Saxons. But regardless, we make, in, in the pagan world, we make our own traditions. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? It's, it's constantly evolving. And I think that even though there's a little bit of, you know, back and forth on, on Ostara. Who came first? Yeah, who, who stole came from first? Who, exactly. I, I, I think, I think we have, I still think that we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it evolved the other way around. So, you know. The, the original OJ. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm excited and uh, I cannot wait for Beltane. Right. I mean, party in the forest. And <laughs> <laughs> by that time, we'll all be rejuvenated and, and feel so much better. And I just think that I think that sometimes, too, like I know for me, I get sometimes get so overwhelmed with life. You know, we're all so busy and I think that we all deserve it to slow down and, and take one. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I think these that the, these holidays are so meaningful to me that just take a day, have some mm -hmm. wine, be thankful, you know, and give back. And and I think it really um, is such a big deal for our, our well-being and spirituality. Taking that minute to oh, touch definitely. base back into the nature around you. Right. Exactly. So slow down and pay attention and exactly. feel it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's important. Like I miss just sitting outside. Oh, me too. I'm like, and I can't even, wait for bonfires and wine. Yes. <laughs> and spirit yes. works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I come home every day and I look at my little glider rocker full of snow and I'm like, this is so wrong. Right. I can't wait to sit outside and enjoy. Indeed. So um, hinting about Beltane, I'm, I'm yeah. sure we can talk you into coming back for a Beltane. I would huh? love to. It's one of my faves. <laughs> <laughs> we may even have to do a, a YouTube on yeah. and then showing examples for yeah. anybody who is just kind of starting out and not right. quite sure what right. to do. Um, mm -hmm. but, but thank you for sharing your knowledge. Wait, thanks for having me. me. <laughs> Helping all I of us along it. that are kind of starting out wanting to know. Or if you've been out of the game it. a little bit. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. That's exactly like they just, you know, like some of us just, you know, I think we're all feeling a little disconnected and it's time to connect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, thank you everybody for, for listening in with us. And again, uh, Holly, Holly has joined us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll hear Holly again, if not see Holly um, on some YouTubes. Okay. The YouTubers. Right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.